This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Good evening, Jason Glick. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing just fine, John. It's like pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah. We're in the... Hey, this is... Uh, we're recording on February 1st. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. And I uh, hope none of you get caught in that loop like uh, Bill Murray did. So... <laughs> uh, it's terrible, but hey, if you do, you'll emerge as a better person afterwards. Absolutely, you will. Try to learn a language in one of those loops, huh? Anyway, yeah. so what do you have on the plate for us tonight, sir? Okay, well, last time was the um, Best of 2015 podcast, and I hope you enjoyed all that. But, you know, prior to the um, Best of 2015 podcast, I went and ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon um, that basically, like, you know, I had seen a bunch of like you know best of lists going around the net from various sites and um personalities i respect and so i figured hey you know what i should go ahead and uh, check this stuff out to see if it's still worthy of um being on my list so um i can say it was worthwhile in the sense that one of these titles actually did wind up on my list and um so that was that was cool but what about the rest of them? You know, it's like, if they weren't, you know, like, you know, why I consider best of um, 2015 material, were they actually any good? Well, here, that's what I'm here to find out. So, um, starting with the uh, title that actually did make it on my um, best of um, 2015 list, that was um, Nimona by um, Noelle Stevenson. This is a story of a uh, monster girl, um, who is the title character, who teams up with the uh, sensible villain of the realm, a guy by the name of Lord Ballister Blackheart, who is a... Um, it's like who is a villain with a vendetta, so it's out to avenge the um. It's like the wrong that was done to him by the Sir. It's like Sir Goldenloin. It's like in a um jousting match years ago. They used to be good friends, but after this, the treachery um enacted to him, that he well he believes that was enacted to him during this match. It's like he became a villain, and um now it's like and he's busy spending his time tormenting the realm, trying to you know just like up you know to like expose the um the bad. It's like how, why the um. The rulers are such bad people and all. And um, Nimona, well, she shows up on his at his place one day and says, "Hey, you know, you're the villain." It's like, it's like, and I like, it's like I want to hook up with you. I want to help help you like um usurp this um like the order going on right here. And she's a, she's a shapeshifter, someone who can turn into any like any monster or person available. It's like, it's like, and it's and like the series sounds like it's gonna be like a you know fun little um reversal of, like reversal of, of um fortune series. Like you know you got. It's like you got the villains who are the protagonists fighting against these little good guys. It's like who are, you know, they're running the show, but you know, they're not quite the good guys. I mean, Golden Loin, it's like, yeah, he's kinda arrogant like he's arrogant, he's kinda like kinda a bit of self self absorbed. But he's also like, you know, working for the uh like like work, work, working for the people running the show and he like, you know, and he's just kinda, you know, they're kinda their um, poster boy, while they just you know um, do the stuff that needs to be done behind the scenes. It's like, and it's like as but as things go on, it's like things start to read themselves as being not so not so cut and dry. I mean, on Blackheart, it's like you know he's like you know he's he's set up to be like you know like the stereotypical bad guy. It's like you know he's got really good reasons for like you know why he um became what what he what he is and why he did what he did. And Nimona, it's like even though she has, she's Starts off as being like a um cute, a cute um, amusing like you know, you know, like person who, like individual who like you know usurps um, you would just like ins- like insert herself into Blackheart's life. It's just gonna be like the um like the fun the person who shows like to lighten up and just you know get to uh it's like get to appreciate life and all. Well, it turns out that she's got a really some pretty dark um secrets in her past as well, 
and I'm sure Goldenloin, well, you know, like, yeah, he's meant to be the good guy, and, you know, he's kind of, a, that he's meant to, that as the um, um, reported hero, he's also kind of a dick as well, but, you know, it's like he's, he realizes that, you know, like, the people, like, who are backing him, you know, don't have the best of intentions, and, you know, that thing he did to Blackheart years ago that set him, that set him on his path, well, he's still not actually sure whether or not he, that's, he's actually responsible for that. It's like, whether it's not, whether not, where he actually, like, you know, was truly jealous of his friend's abilities, or if it was just an honest accident. It's like, it's, there's a, there's a wonderful complexity here. It's like, and it's um, sprinkled with humor. It's like, uh, at, it's like at so, so much throughout the story to the point where it's like, even though the story get, gets into some really dark territory at the end, when you, when um, Nimona's um, true abilities um, start Start to manifest himself and go out of her control. It's like it's like it's still it's like it, it still managed to be um really enter it's like really entertaining and it's like and interesting. It's like it's 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 um starts off as being one thing and then goes off to being something more it's like more interesting and more compelling as well. It's like it's like, like I said, it's the reason why it wound up on my my best of list. Once that's the it's the best kind of fairy tale, something that appears, you know, harmless and fun on the surface, yet it conceals like some really dark and interesting themes, like underneath. So really, it's like um, I should probably go out and buy um, some of um, Lumberjanes, the uh, series that um, Stevenson illustrated and co-wrote. But still, whatever um, she does after, like um, whatever her next big project after Nimona is, it's like you can sure as hell bet that I'm gonna be be there. Now. Moving on to the stuff that um, that I picked up, well, it's kind of a mixed bag for reasons that you know, it's like there aren't aren't really obvious at least. And I'm going to start off with um, one that I'm still kind of on the fence about. That would be um, Terror Assaulter, um, what, um, One Man War on Terror, um, by Benjamin Mara, published by Fantagraphics. It's uh, basically a parrot a parody of um, like every average action movie involving a um, it's like a guy in a suit with glasses who's just whose catchphrase is let's just say da 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 who goes who basically goes on fighting against the war the war on terror like as after he was selected by um, as a, a terror assaulter by George W. Bush after 9-11 it's the dialogue here is purposely on point to the point where like you you have like it's where he says like like I'm going like characters who are saying I'm chop my you chopped my neck I'm choking it's like ah he kicked our hands never mind die time's up your deal is over it's like just really on the nose dialogue basically kind of like in on one hand yeah it's dumb but at the same time it's like you're basically Mara is kind of stripping the whole action movie um, conceit down to its bare essentials to the point where like you know every it, you look at this, and it's like it's like every major action movie kind of has the same same style as well. What it doesn't have, though, is a whole lot of like hardcore sex, both um both guy guy on girl and guy on guy as well. So it's so yeah, he's kind of like you're trolling you in this. On one hand, you could say that he's trolling you in the sense that hey, saying hey, you're not you're not really um you sure you like your action movies but hey do you actually like hardcore penetration <laughs> do you like dicks going in pussies oh yeah what about how dicks going in asses as well what about dicks going in guys asses huh so it's i'm still not entirely 
sure whether or not this is actually a, a brilliant satire or just a um, brilliantly brilliant trolling effort on Mara's part, just to get us to think that this is actually something more than that than than what it actually is. The uh, Arthur, the author portrait at the end, um, kind of suggests that it's more the latter, but um, it's like if you like um really I can I can say, tell you this if you like um really dumb stuff like if you like Zoolander and stuff or like you know the Coen Brothers um purposely purpose, purposely dumb comedies um Terra Salter um definitely might be up your bag um also from fan of graphics is a, is a graphic novel called Black River from Josh Simmons um this is the story of it's like a group of, of a group of women it's like two dogs and on one guy who just found himself with them who are, as they try to make them make their way in a post-apocalyptic landscape. It starts off with them finding a nice cache of um, boo- booze, weapons, and clean socks, and then follows them to the end where they try and um, murder a bunch of decent people in order to um, get, in order to try and get their stuff and feel human again. I, when I re- when I heard about this, I thought you know the whole post- post-apocalyptic approach sounded interesting, and some people were also we're saying, hey, this is like even more oppressive than the, you know, more, and downbeat of The Walking Dead. And, well, yeah, it really is. Because um, Simmons really um, drives home the, like, you know, the dehumanizing effects. It's like, uh, hey, when, uh, what happens when you, know, you lose civilization, when there is no law and order? I mean, you're just going to like, you know, just kill people um, in endlessly brutal ways in order to survive. And also, just because, hey, you know, they just told, they told you some really dumb jokes out of, it's like at this um, whack-ass um, stand-up competition. So, it's like, yeah, so on one hand, um, Simmons does succeed in um, showing a, uh, it's like a, a completely pitiless and um, despondent um, world. And, you know, it's like, for um, people, who've, people like me who've played Fallout and have, have ever wondered, you know, just how do those raiders wind up being the... Um, the crazy ass, you know, we're, we're going to murder you on sight, her, 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 um, kind of characters. Well, Black River actually um, provides a pretty good explanation. But still, it honestly left me, um, in the end, it left me um, wanting more. Like, he, like, the characters in the world he set up were just interesting enough to make me wonder, well, what did happen to make this world? What did happen in the 12 years that passed the past from the beginning of the of the volume to the end. It's like I wanted to know more, and while it works as a uh, it's like as a kind of like a uh, pitiless um tone poem to to you the the, merc- the merciless nature of of the post apocalypse and um what the lack of civilization does to people. I'll still take The Walking Dead because you know it's it's still like it's at this point it's still showing you what ha- like you know people fighting back from that end into trying to like forge out a new civilization from the ashes ashes of the old it's like black river is a celebration of like of cynicism well done for it but not quite um what i was like what i was hoping for like in the end you know it's like if simmons ever wants to like you know, re- revisit this stuff then i'll definitely be on board for that um see next up is um killing and dying by adrian tomine um Tumine is um kind of like well if he was um 
if he was a filmmaker, he'd be like, you know, the darling of the art house circuit, for lack of a better term. Um, but in comics, though, it's like he's actually managed to carve out a really successful niche for himself as showing, you know, like really, like, you know, kind of downbeat and idiosyncratic stories about, you know, life's ordinary people. Um, but still, it's like, you know, like, I, well, well, I heard about him for for years. Um, I'd never actually gotten around to like, reading his, some of his stuff until a buddy a friend of mine um, picked up um, his um, book about his his um, his uh, graphic novel shortcomings about um, like a misanthropic Asian man named Ben Tanaka, and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go and read this and think, okay, it's like you know I heard good things about it, but it's kind of like it's going to be the kind of thing where it's kind of like, you know medicine. You know, like, hey, you read this, you appreciate the technique and craft in it, but something you're going to want to go and read a second time and all. Well, to be honest, after reading Killing and Dying, I kind of want to go and read um, Shortcomings again because the thing I like about Shortcomings was that for all, yeah, um, it's Shiro, um, our protagonist, Ben Tanaka, was a real misanthrope. There's also a bunch of um, really genuinely funny stuff mixed in with misanthropy it's like, and the uh, it's like, and the character drama as well. Like, this is a series that, you know, while um, Ben is, like, dealing with the uh, distance that he's growing from his, to him and his girlfriend, also finds times for jokes like, hey, you know what separates, um, like, Asian men from Caucasian men? The cock. Yeah. That's, this is, this is from a guy who's, like, the, you know, the darling of the art, art house circuit for comics. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I, that, that resonates with me. There wasn't, um, anything like that in Killing and Dying, which is a collection of um, six stories from his um, from very various anthologies, and um, they do um, show like his amazing skill with the form, like the um, original, like the uh, like the story that kicks off the uh, the, the, um, the collection, um, Horticulture, which is framed as a uh, it's like it was fra- it was framed in the same way as you know like newspaper comics are. It's like it's like you know four like four panel four panels on a regular day and then you know you get um you get like a nice uh, twelve panel um thing on Sunday but it's all framed in the sense telling a very downbeat story about a guy who hits upon this idea that hey you know it's like what if I start doing sculpture that I'll also double as gardening as well and it also um but it's you know kind of like uh, you know. A, like a fairly fancy chia pet, and how he pursued and his um, dogged pursuit of this form is, form of art until he realizes that you know it just it's not going to work anymore. So, so it's really interesting. So it's really interesting to observe the um, you know the clash, like the stylistic clash between you know, hey the uh, essentially funny part of the uh, like the um, newspaper funnies um, structure, but with the um, like you know downbeat. Um, like story, like story content that he's that he's provided here, so it's so yeah. But then that's that's kind of like holds true for the rest of the it's like for the rest of the stories as well. But I mean, there's the amazing technique, but um, you know, it's like you can appreciate this, but it's also really gonna bum you out in the end. So I mean, like there and the stories are still pretty interesting. Since the next, the second one that follows basically is called Amber Sweet and involves a woman. Who um, finds out that you know she looks remarkably like a uh, po- like a woman on a uh, porn site, um, on an internet porn site, and um wi- and um winds up you know just like having to deal with the fact that you know, like all the men in her life basically um like you know revolve around that to some extent, and the uh, um, the length she goes to in order to it's like 
to in order to get away from that. Right up until the end when she actually meets um, Amber Sweet. So it's so that out of all the ones here, that was probably like that was probably my favorite though, because it's just a um, nice. Hey, you know, it's like what if this actually is something that actually happened before? Yeah, pretty interesting. Then you um go owls also uh, hinges on a you know this something like this that actually happened. Um, it basically um involves a, a woman. Like who's you know kind of low on self esteem meets a guy at a uh, it's like an AA meeting. Um, they hook up together and it looks like they're they're kind of like they, like two lost souls who found each other until you realize that this is a story about just how you know some guys um can just you know control them and possess them. It's like even though they're kind of like scumbags as well. It's like you really um see how like how these all these character types how the guy can be um you know both both really fun it's like and even kind of charming but also like really domineering as well and also how the woman can just you know like fall underneath his underneath his control too so then um what follows is um see I translated from the japanese it's like uh it's like a series of it's a series of um panels never actually show the protagonists but you know convey the uh like like the the it's like the uncertainty and unease that comes with you know moving from like like from one from one country to another and um it's it doesn't it's not something that really um has that really gets you until the very end when um it's like when the narrator finally expresses that you know like I came this like after this trip I came this close to breaking like you know, after like after arriving in in the U.S., so it's interesting, but not something that really hits you until the end. the um, The title story, "Killing and Dying," is is also pretty interesting as well. It's like in the sense that it's about um two like a like a parent, some parents who um and their their daughter who don't her, her daughter the daughter doesn't know what she wants to do, but decides to uh you know. Like enroll in a uh, you know in a com in like a comedy course at a local community college, and um, at first it seems like she's finally found what she wants to do, but then there are some complications, and it turns out that you know maybe that's not quite it, and then um, when she tries to like, you know go and do it herself by herself, it's like it's like well, the series the, t- the story is called Killing and Dying. You first you kill, you kill on stage. Then you die. It's yeah. It's really this is a really um, sim- overt simplification of the uh, it's like of what's going on here. But it's like you know, it's like at the same time, it's all it, it does. Also be about you know how, what role your parents play in this. You know whether or not you know, like you know do you like you need their do you really need their encouragement and sympathy in order to stand up to do your do it do it by yourself. It's like. Or do you have to like you know go in like you know just try and survive on your on your own? It's like this is one that you know compared to uh, you know shortcomings. It's the most overtly comic of this, but at the same time, it's like well, it's got some genuine comic bits. It's also got some really um, uneasy on parts as well. Parts that where that where it's like hey, um, it's like you know at. At one point, where the um, the jokes that the girl that the daughter tells um, early on are really funny, when she tries at the improv, oh man, um, the way Tomini fr- phrases these in these, um, oh, what are these six twenty panel pages? Um, 
it's just um, achingly painful to see see her die up on up on stage. And so, yeah, that's impressive that he's able to convey this. But at the same time, it's like, God damn, this will ruin your day. Um, at the end, though, is Intruders, which is a um, homage to a creator that, um, to me, I really liked, um, Yoshiro Tatsumi. And um, it's an and you know, it's an effective like homage if you if you're familiar with Tatsumi's style about a guy who um, like who observes a it's like how like an apartment each day and um, starts to believe it's believe that it's his then tries to interact with it in ways that are both um, violent it's like violent and helpful in the end so it's so it's really it's interesting from a stylistic point but um, you know it's like I'm as I'm reading, I'm also reminded of Carl Horn's assessment of um, Tatsumi's work in the sense that, you know, manga is supposed to be fun. Except for um, works by Yoshiro Tatsumi. Not so much. But it's... So, I mean, killing and dying, you can... It's easy to respect the craft in here and 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 um and admire um, Tatsumi's um, work. It's something that I'm probably going to go and read again. Uh, that's debatable. But, yeah, I do... It does make you actually want to go out and um, read actually buy um, shortcomings for my own collection again. But um, last up on the list is a series that, you know, is the one comic that I was, you know, most considering um, adding to the list, and that would be um, Shaft by David Walker and Bill Quee Everly. And when you, when you ask me, Shaft? Being like the uh, black exploitation hero? Damn right I'm talking about Shaft. Like this is basically a an origin story for Shaft, subtitled "A Complicated Man," that, that takes you from his days um, back when he was just back from Nam, um, boxing and boxing to um, like like because he wanted to fi- he wanted to fight he wanted to hit someone. It's like and like the uh, pro- and after like you know falling out because of the because uh, he he was ordered to throw throw the fight, but he didn't, and um, now he's trying to find find a new new work and he sells into the job of private investigator. He also um, winds up work, um, getting a new girl, and this girl is subsequently killed. And now he's trying to figure out he's tr- he's just know like you know why she was killed, and why the like and why all these like, these Italians, these um, Harlem gangsters and um, civic organizers, um, it's like all want this one, it's like all want this woman and the um, information that um that she that she has. So it's a it's a great. It's a great solid story, and um, Walker's take on Shaft is it's like is fantastic. Um, I regrettably have not seen any Shaft movie, including the uh, '70s originals with Richard Roundtree or the uh, remake um, with um, Samuel L. Jackson. But um, goddamn, if um, the, if reading this didn't make me um, glad that um, Walker is currently working on a sequel um, through Dynamite. It's like it's a great, it's a great complicated. Um, pri- Private investigator story, and um, he makes Shaft into a second like hero. Who, uh, even if he doesn't have all the answers at first, he's the kind of guy who knows how to get them, either by just you know knowing just the right words to say, or you know just the right um, punches to throw. It's like this is a lot of fun, and yeah, it's like even if it there are some like you know conventional bits with you know hey like the girl gets his girl gets fridged, and um, it's like you know, but it's still. But it's still like a like a really it's like a really thoroughly entertaining pri, um, pi story, and well, it's not. I guess it doesn't really amount to much at this point. But I guess I can say that you know Shaft, 
uh, probably would have been uh, number 11 on my list. So, there you go. That's, like, like out of all the stuff that like that I um, bought to try and get on my my best of 20, um, 2015 list, well, Nuona was, was really close. Nuona made it on there. Shaft, really close. Everything else, um, well, not bad. Well, I guess, depending on how you read um, Terror Assaulter, I guess, you know, you could either think this is, like, a brilliant satire or the dumbest fucking thing you've ever read. So, there you go. Like I said, Nuona gets the, Nuona and Chef get props. Everything else, well, your mileage may vary. John, any thoughts on your end about all this stuff? So this is your addendum, essentially, to the last podcast we had, right? It's my it is my addendum, as opposed to the the addendum that I did after the uh, after listing the top ten. Okay, cool. So, do you know what you're going to talk about next time? Have anything uh, on on in the idea factory there? Well, um, depending on whether or not um, volume six of um, mind management um, ships either um, either next week, if not if um, volume six of mind management ships next week. Then it's going to be um, a pod- podcast on that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't, then well, I'll think of something. Suspense, ladies and gentlemen, suspense. Yes. And with that, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Later. Bye.